Good evening. Uh, welcome to my podcast. Confessions of a pharmaceutical rep term medical biller. Just want to give you a little background on where I came to be where I am today. I'm a small town in Virginia called Yorktown. Growing, I'm just a country boy. Uh, graduated high school in '81. Went to the Air Force. I had to get out of there, uh, out of the, out of Virginia. Uh, I grew up in a small town. I had fun as a kid, but um, I didn't fit into a lot of things that the people wanted to do. A lot of my friends wanted to be bricklayers, welders. I did bricklaying and pouring concrete back in high school, and did it for summer jobs. That was a hard work, but I made good money as a kid doing it. High school kid doing it, but it was too hot, too humid, and that was hard work. So I, I didn't fit into that. And I felt like I was a square peg trying to fit in a round hole back there. I just I think my aspirations were a little bit bigger than what I saw around me, my environment. So thank goodness I had a lot of friends. Uh, my boy Butch was in the Air Force and saw the way they was rolling, got to travel a little bit. So I wanted to do that too to get out of Virginia. So I went to the Air Force right out of uh, high school was digging it after about a year or two. One of my friend, about a year in the Air Force, when my friend said that, uh, "Hey man, we're not doing anything out here in Victorville. Why don't we go to junior college?" So, started going to junior college just because didn't have anything else to do. I wasn't a college-minded kid, but I was following him. Or, you know, so we went to went to junior college, and junior college, my eyes were opened up, my mind was opened up to things that these college, these junior college kids wanted to do, things I never really even thought about uh, coming from Virginia. So listening to them, I kind of said, you know, maybe I could just start thinking like that. So started taking more classes, started getting more into uh, the junior college thing and realized I wasn't a really a C-minus student like I left Virginia as I, I was kind of a smart kid that was had laid dormant or I was just kind of lazy back in Virginia. So started getting good grades, started getting more into junior college and realized I wanted to go to college instead of make a career out of the Air Force. You know, in the Air Force, I started looking to the left, to the right of me. Everybody was wearing stripes like I was. I really didn't see any individualism because we we're all GIs, all airmen. And I wanted to be bigger than that. I, said, I didn't want to follow the crowd, be amongst uh, everybody else. So coming up on a year me getting out I started taking my ACTs, SATs and decided I was going to go to Cal State San Bernardino and again I didn't want to be a cog in that military wheel so I got out, went to college uh, after college claim was just a state farm for about six years then my brother-in-law Patrick hooked me up with a job at Xerox uh, worst job I ever had in my life never had so much stress in my life wasn't that good at it, it just wasn't my thing but uh it's what I needed because it got me thinking about I got to make a change. So I contacted a pharmaceutical recruiter. Same day I contacted him, he got hooked up with an interview to Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Never heard of Pfizer, never knew how big they were back in the day. This was around 99. But they were a big baller back. They were a big player in the pharmaceutical game. Then. So he got me the job there. I remember going into the interview. They were impressed with my military, my Air Force service. And also me being at Xerox, they were like blown away. You know, I had the Air Force and I had Xerox. 
in my background. So even though I hated Xerox, I think Xerox really helped nail that job for me because they, they were impressed with that sales experience because they knew everyone coming from that background was used to grinding it out and that to slinging that iron and selling them copiers because it's a hard sale. So I got the job at Pfizer. After about a year at Pfizer, I kind of realized the job was kind of monotonous, mundane. And I was thinking, man, I can't imagine doing the next 20, 30 years of my life doing this because it was just monotony was killing me. Great job. Gives you a lot of flexibility, but it was kind of monotonous. You guys know what I mean if you're a pharmaceutical rep. So I started thinking, okay, I know I don't want to go into management because I'm not a networking kind of guy, ass-kissing kind of guy. It's just not my thing. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I just knew I wasn't going to advance much further than a pharmaceutical rep. The money was cool, but I didn't want to go up any higher because I didn't dig what the uh, district managers were doing or what the hospital reps were doing or training reps. It just wasn't my thing. So I had to make a decision. Okay, the job was kind of cool, gives me flexibility, but I need to make more money to buy the house I want to buy or get the car I want to get and live the life I want to live. I can't do it as a rep. So I started thinking, what can I do outside of pharmaceutical sales? So started looking all around me. What can I do? Okay, it came from Xerox. Can I do anything uh, with copiers in that arena? Like maybe recommend copiers and fax machines to doctors. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't make sense. But I thought about it, amongst other things, and I noticed I kept running to this one lady in the field, and one day I asked her, what does she do? She said she's a medical biller, and I just said, well, what does, that do? what does a medical biller do? And she said, well, you know, when a doctor sees a patient, he has to build the insurance company, so I build the insurance company for the doctor so he can get paid, and I, you know, make sure he's getting paid from the insurance company, and I get a certain percentage on the money that I collect for him. And she said, it's, it's real cool, I've been doing it, she's been doing it for a long time, then she alluded to the kind of money she was making. She's making quite a bit of money. I thought I was making good money as a pharmaceutical rep, but when she alluded to what she was making, I was thinking, wow, that's that's not bad at all. I, that ain't bad at all, you know? So I just thought about it a little bit, and as time went on, I kept saying, I can't keep doing this pharmaceutical thing alone because it's just boring me to death. So I took a medical billing course, and um, I caught on pretty quick to it. It was kind of easy to me, and I... I saw the benefits of me being a rep and being in that environment around doctors and trying to do the billing. So I, at the billing class, one of the young ladies in the class asked the instructor, you know, once we're done with this, how do we go out and get customers? And she just said, well, if you guys know any pharmaceutical reps, they're the best people to get in touch with because they, if they've been in the uh, rep for a while, they know the doctors, they know the politics of the office, they know if the doctors have an issue collecting money or with a biller. And that, that would be your best way to go. And then she said, or else you can go, you know, party with a pharmaceutical rep and maybe you can go to one of those conventions that they go to, you know, where the docs try to get their CMEs over a weekend. She said, because they always have vendors there, so you can go there and try to make connections. But I, a light bulb went off in my head. So I remember the, the lady I was talking to, that was a builder, said the hardest thing about a rep is, I mean, a, 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 a biller is getting in front of doctors to talk about your billing service because most doctors go... Uh, to get billers by referrals or recommendations from their colleagues. They don't just go because you drop a brochure off or um, a business card at the desk. So I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I know all the docs in the territory. I call on these guys. I can get a good vibe on how uh, they're, if they're liking their biller or not. So I just started asking the doctors, hey, or the, the staff, the MAs in the doctor's office, hey, who's your biller? And if they say we got an outside biller, 
I take a mental note of that because that's what I wanted to target. Because most doctors that have outside billers obviously don't mind going with an outside biller. If the girls would say, oh, it's so-and-so in that office there, I kind of figured since the doctor had a in-house biller that they wanted to keep the billing in-house. So again, my main focus was just looking at doctors that had outside billers. And uh, one day, one of the girls in the office at an office I was calling on told me that their biller had gone out of business and she's not doing the business anymore. So I talked to the doctor. He threw me to business and the, the doctor was slow. I wanted to start off with someone that was slow so I could, you know, cut my teeth on that without the pressure of having to do a lot and not knowing a lot, obviously. So uh, once I learned um, some medical software, I started off with Medisoft, building software. Once I learned that, learned a little bit about building from the vendor that uh, sold me the software. Again, I got this one doctor, started doing the billing, uh, learned a, a lot from the mistakes his previous biller was making. So I got comfortable with billing. Then um, I had a, one a doctor I called on as a rep, called me up one day, gave me his business, and he was a very busy practice. He had like a workers' comp clinic, um, urgent care, and a regular practice. That was high volume, so I was able to deal with his high volume because I cut my teeth on the lower volume doctor, and that was slow, so that helped me out quite a bit. And then from that doctor came a couple of more doctors, and truth be told, I just wanted to get... I was thinking, okay, if I can make about $25,000, $30,000 a year, in addition to me being a pharmaceutical rep, I'd be happy and could ride it out as a rep forever. But, you know, if, if you do your job well as a biller and doctors like you, they'll keep giving you referrals. So I kept getting referrals and I got busier and busier. And next thing I knew, I was making a lot more than I expected. I had surpassed what I was making as a rep. And um, I was living a good life. I was busy as a rep making money very busy as a builder making money so I was living a good life and then one day when I was out on a POA I think we we're in Vegas or somewhere I realized you know again you look to the left you look to the right you're surrounded by pharmaceutical reps all of them got the lanyards around their neck so you're in these nice hotels in Vegas or in Houston Texas somewhere wherever the POA is and you look around and you, you realize you had a cattle call the cowbell goes off and everybody goes to lunch or everybody goes from one training session to the next training session and they call your name or whatever and you gotta get up and you gotta do a detail uh, to a fake doctor and they're gonna critique you on how your detail is. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, man, I need to be back at my office handling my business because I'm making more money doing that instead of being here in this cattle call, being a cog in this corporate wheel. So um, I started thinking about an exit strategy and again, I realized, you know what? I got a choice here. I can sit here and wear my trousers and my polo shirt every day, go out in the field and try to do this detail, the same detail I've been doing for the past couple of years and to the same doctors, which will kill you, the monotony again will kill you. Or else I can just go ahead and do the farm with do the uh, medical billing thing because I was making more money as a biller than I was as a pharmaceutical rep. And I was making good money as a pharmaceutical rep, but got tired of the... Uh, trying to meet those metrics you know you want to make so many calls a day you got to share your best practices then you got to go on POAs you got to do conference calls that are a big waste of time so I, I guess I just got kind of tar tired of that corporate thing altogether not that there's anything bad with it but for me I just had another option uh, that I liked a little bit better than continuing to be a corporate cog or cog in the corporate wheel so walked away from the pharmaceutical thing and just did billing full-time 
So um, I walked away from the building in uh, January, or I did my resignation January of 2015. Now it's 2019, and um, I haven't thought twice about whether or not it was a good or bad decision. For me, it was the right decision because, again, I wasn't a, a corporate guy. I, again, I was a peg, a square peg trying to fit in that round hole, and I knew that I was more of an individual and I couldn't keep doing these uh, POAs and the details and all that stuff anymore. So. The opportunity was so much more for me as a builder than as a rep. And that's my story and uh, confessions of a pharmaceutical rep turned builder. Not bad for a country boy who was a bad student, who was a C student, went to the Air Force and saw how they was rolling in California. I wanted a piece of that life, but you know what? I had to get my hustle on and um, I got my hustle on. So if you think medical building is right for you, get in contact with me. Holla at your boy. Peace.